The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Yes, this is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aiden Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Martin Owen. How you doing, Martin? Yeah, very good, thank you. Mate, have you oh, and our good friend Joey Cockle. How you doing, Joey? Hello, I'm all right. Have you two recovered from your round one of Kidderminster Stroke Robin Hood National? Yep, I think so. Have you uh, recovered, Joe? No, I'm still tired. Still tired. Well, you did have a much more difficult uh, weekend, I think, than than Martin. But I'm not being funny, mate. We'll we'll go through it round by round, setup change by setup change. You know, other people had tough weekends, Joe. Other mm. people had tough weekends. Mm-hmm. But Martin, maybe we should t- speak to somebody whose weekend might have been tough, but it was very successful. Martin, who are we going to speak to this week? Tonight we have our current 12th European modified champion, Alexander Hagberg. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good evening, guys. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Uh, we're all great. We didn't win the Euros this weekend, so maybe your weekend was slightly better than ours. I did have a great weekend, in fact. Um, okay. very, very enjoyable. Mate, um, well, I want to go right back to the beginning of this, uh, but the first thing is, are you you're home safe back in Portugal now? Yes, I got home yesterday morning, so I had an early Monday morning flight, and yeah, been home for day and a half now and does mrs hagberg go oh no alex not another trophy <laughs> yeah to be honest uh, we don't have that much space for that kind of stuff so yeah she would actually prefer that i put it straight to storage probably yeah take, or, or you know now you've got another european championships you just take your old your first european championships and throw that one away and just yeah, put might, the new I, one on. I might need to replace it with the with the new one. That's it, mate. Right to the front. Right to the front. Not a problem. If you are getting any rid of any twelfth uh, Euro Championship trophies, just send them to us, mate. It's not a problem. My missus would love one of those on the mantelpiece. She'd love that. Love All it. right, I'll keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Postage will be terrible due to Brexit, but we'll get over it. Um, right. <laughs> We spoke to Ollie Payne uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was seen to be very focused already for the, the 12th Euros coming up. Where does where does your preparation start for last weekend? Yeah, so I really predominantly through the winter, um, basically not at all during the summer. So the whole winter season pretty much is preparation for the Euros. So everything I learn and that I pick up during the winter, wherever I race 12 scale, I try to use that as preparation for the Euros. Okay. Do you, do you, you can't, like, do you, I think I was looking at some of your results. You have raced 10th touring car over the winter, have you, indoors? Oh, quite a lot. Quite a okay. lot of touring car. So, so, so you haven't specialised yourself just coming up to this sort of big event 
you've still got to do your job. You've still got to rate all the on-road stuff. But as you have you always had your eye on the, is this your first big event this year? The biggest one? No, really? no, we've had a couple of big touring car events earlier in the year. So in fact, the first two months of the year, I was really busy with a lot of traveling. But I also had some 12-scale racing uh, in between and at some of those events. But the last couple of weeks, I was able to focus mainly on 12-scale because I had no touring car races at mm. the end of March. And yeah, I was trying to to focus on, on this class only, which okay. included a trip to the UK two weeks ago for yeah. just one, one weekend of 12-scale running. Okay, so how much of that is like that weekend that you turned up a couple of weeks ago now to get used to the carpet, to get used to the venue? You know, you've spent a lot of time in the UK over your career. Yeah, so... You, you, you must have been to... Have you been to Eastbourne before? No. So I've never been to the Eastbourne club venue before. I've never raced there. I mean, I've raced the 12 Skill Nationals in the UK many times, but never, never at Eastbourne. Right. But the reason why I came over two weeks ago was that I haven't been racing much on the the specific type of carpet that's going to be used for the Euros, which is the Lindau carpet. Right. Okay. haven't raced much on that kind of carpet in recent years. We did race on that carpet at the 2020 Worlds. And I did an event at MB Models last September, which they also have that kind of carpet. But since then, I had very limited running on that on that carpet. Hence, why I came over for some testing. Okay, so for us on roaders here, what what's different from Lindau from carpets or what you normally run on for twelve? So you got basically um, longer hairs. Is the best way to describe it. So like Joey, thicker. like Joey, he's got longer hair <laughs> than me. <laughs> So if you compare it, for example, to ETS carpet, which is a very popular carpet now in Europe, ETS carpet is a lot thinner and it's got shorter hairs. So um, the thicker carpet makes the cars handle a little bit different. They're not as responsive. Uh, and especially when it gets gripped up, it, it almost feels like driving through mud is the best way to describe it. Like there, there's more drag, basically. Oh, right, okay. I was thinking you were going to say something totally different. Like, so it's not lower grip, or is it? It's just different grip. Yeah, compared to ETS carpet, it's similar levels of grip, just different feel. Okay, is that a, is that a? Well, you've just won the Euro, so you must kind of like that feel. Does it? Did you feel like your weekends that you came over and did some running, did that help or did it make oh, you feel absolutely. more confident? It absolutely helped. I mean, I did some testing at MB Models, which is a permanent track. Mm-hmm. And that means the grip level is always going to be pretty high. And it's also a little bumpy, but the running I did there definitely helped. I also went to a club called Tamworth, yeah. which is a big 12-scale club. And I did some club racing there, which that was probably the best, let's say, Euro simulation because it was a, a club race. They only rolled out the carpet and raced for a few hours, so the grip never really got that high. Right, so okay. the, grip, the grip level from that club event probably could be compared to 
the first day of the Euros. Right, okay. Okay. And Euros, I'm just trying to think, was it, was it Thursday, Friday, or was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? It's a three-day event, so we have practice Friday with one qualifier in the evening. Five more qualifiers Saturday and final Sunday. Okay. And then, I think I said this before, you know, Ollie Payne a couple of weeks ago, he, he seemed super confident, you know, the other people spoke to Michael on the, Olowski on the run up to the event. He seemed super confident. Did, did you feel confident going in? Were you thinking, Hey, Michael, you've had my title for one year. That's it. Give me it back. No, I mean, I knew that it was going to be harder than ever for me to, to try and win the title because not only are Michael and Ollie super fast, but we're, we were racing on a surface which they know and they, their team knows very, very well. Right, okay, yeah. So if we raced at Hoodie Arena last year, which that's um, a venue I know very well, this year it was the other way around. We were on conditions which the Schumacher team especially knows very well. So I knew it was going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. We also had Mark Reinhardt, which finished third last year. He was also racing, and he's always in the mix uh, for the top spot. So I knew it was going to be very, very hard. Hence why I try to work harder than ever to be prepared. So working harder than ever. How would you work harder? You know, do you measure, you know, you're measuring things more. Are you just thinking about it more? Or are you relaxing more? How do you work? How does Alexander Hagberg, like the hardest working man in RC, work harder? I'm basically trying to spend every every minute of the day thinking about setup or tires or body shells or basically trying to figure out how to make my package faster. So, yeah. Trying to think of all the things that could happen and think about, like, I'm trying to think before the event, think about all the things that could happen and think what you would do in those circumstances. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the last couple of weeks, the only thing that's been on my mind has been this race, 12 scale, how to set up my car for these conditions. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, except for going to the track and trying to test and, and learn as much as possible, like constantly thinking about the race and, and, and my equipment. Yeah. Okay. So it, uh, I think doors open Thursday, you could tech your stuff. Did you get there nice and handy or were you trying to get some last minute practice in? No, so we actually we got there pretty late on the Thursday because we are we ride at Heathrow and um, we were sharing a rental car, the four of us. Everything was taking a bit longer than we expected. We ended up getting some traffic on the M25. Um, we actually got some bad weather, some hail, <laughs> some rain. Oh, okay. It just, it just seemed to take forever to get there. So, we yeah, we, we got there a little bit late, but just in time to to set up the pit and chew some tires and go and have some dinner at our Premier Rain Hotel. The best hotel, mate. The best hotel. Did you have steak and <laughs> chips? Oh, no, you're vegetarian. Yeah, I actually ended up having um, a veggie burger that night. 
Oh, I can't think Premier in vegetarian food is any good. You know, there's, there's quite a few options these days, actually. Yeah, I just think everything done in Premier Inn is probably done in a deep fat fryer. <laughs> yeah, very possible. Yeah, yeah. Time to find out where the Taco Bells are. Is there a Taco Bell in Eastbourne? I don't know. So you get there, like, are you expecting because of the, the Schumacher big team, because of the Schumacher knowledge of the venue and knowledge of UK 12, were you expecting that you might be starting a bit behind or Michael and Ollie would have a bit of a head start? Was that in your game plan, thinking that you might need to get faster through the weekend? Yes, to be realistic, I was probably expecting them to be faster as the event started, which they were. I was definitely on the back foot for the first few practice runs. But slowly, things were turning around, and I managed to do some key setup changes to the car and was starting to get closer towards the end of practice. Okay. So, key setup changes in, in as simple as you can for a load of 10th off-road guys. What kind of setup changes did you make during practice? So 12 scale is, is a class which the car is very simple. There's not many parts on the car, uh, as you probably have noticed. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very simple car. There's not many things you can change on the setup. But it's the things that you do change, they tend to have a very big effect. But the things that make the biggest difference for the handling, I would say, is probably the um, tires and the body shells. So I focused on changing those things on Friday because I know that's where you can make the biggest gains. When I had figured out what, what tire to use and what body shell to use, I could then focus on fine-tuning the car setup with small changes like um, flex or um, weight balance or springs. Okay, but I suppose you would... Uh... Sounds just like every other racing thing. Tires are the most important. <laughs> Get Absolutely. them first. Absolutely. So was there a lot of tire truing going on? I've seen some pictures of desks covered in black foam. Yeah, 12 scale is, is a lot about tire truing. If, if you don't like tire truing, you're not going to like this class because especially at a Euros, we end up running new tires pretty much every run. So that will be throughout this weekend, probably 17 sets of tires. Right, okay. But you have to true. So, yeah, it's a lot of leftover foam in the yeah. tire truing area. Surely someone could just make a tire with less foam on. So you wouldn't need to true as much. Wouldn't that be sensible? I mean, most tires these days, they're actually sold at a size which technically you could run, uh, at least for club racing. Okay. They're going to be a little big, but if you want to go fast, like we want at the Euros, yeah, then you have to chew them down still. Okay. And then are you doing all that yourself in your own head or have you got, have you got other team members trying different tire sizes and different sourcing techniques thing, or have you got to do that yourself for you to get it in your head? Yes and no. I mean, I do most testing myself but we had a small team at the euros but we still had 
a team which we could share the information in between us so i also had my my tire sponsor um mr nicola marone from hot race mm-hmm. he was he he himself was racing in the modified class so he could also provide some valuable uh, testing and um basically give me a lot of information that i could use for my my own racing program okay so like we would say like you were going hey nicola take another mill off those tires and tell us how you go do you then go watch nicola yeah exactly so i was really trying to to use his help to my advantage and it worked out really well do you need to okay do you need one thing do you need to watch all of his run or you just like watching him go around the first three corners and then go that's terrible i don't need to watch any more of that i'm not going to do that yeah, usually you can tell within a, a few laps if the change was better or not. Okay. You don't and need then, to watch the whole run. Yeah, and then bodies, I think you said that. Were you running a hot race body? Or was that something to do with Nicola as well? Yeah, so he's got a new body shell brand. It's called Lens, which that's made by him. It's pretty new. It's um, just come out with an 8-scale on-road shell. We have the 12-scale shell, which I ended up running. And he's also got um, touring car shells coming out shortly. Okay. So how many different, so we've, we've lots of tire options. How many different body shells did you, did you try? So leading up to this event, I probably tried five or six different body shells because there's, there's a lot of different body shells out there. And I narrowed it down going to the Euros to, let's say, three body shells which i thought were viable options to use yeah. on my car and in okay. the end i settled for the lens body actually which was the best suited for this track layout okay and is that the way 12 is now at your level you really have to pick the body that suits the track yeah i mean i think it's on road in general because we have the same situation in touring car there's quite a few body shells that uh, you have to get and you have to try all of them to see uh, which one suits the track and and the grip levels okay not the one that looks the coolest no unfortunately um if you choose the body shell uh, based on looks you might not get the fastest one okay yeah that's what i did just pick the one that looked good <laughs> and then yeah and then people kept coming up to me and go, oh right how did you find that and i'm going it definitely looked well for me it, it was like a, a, a vw golf it was like well it definitely looks looks like a golf looks like a car i don't know whether it handled any better but it was well okay so we're in um i, I haven't got the, i don't know how many of the first qualifiers michael or Oliver, ollie talk um we we have said like we were expecting Schumacher to come out hot out the blocks. Were you always confident that you you could you could work on the car and it would get better and you'd get better and the tires would get better and you could claw that back? Yes, I mean <clears throat> I know for a fact that twelve scale is a class where you can make quite uh, significant gains in pace rather quickly. If, if it was a touring car event, mm-hmm. I would have known that 
after a couple of practice runs, if I was three tenths off the pace, I was not going to win that race because in touring car is is way more difficult to to find pace like that. But in twelve scale, you can you can really change things. Which between rounds, you you can you can pick up time really quickly. So of course, it, it was discouraging that I was more than a lap off the pace at one point on Friday. Uh, it's definitely discouraging, but it's important to try and keep your head high and not uh, jump to conclusions because there there's still a chance that things can change into your favor. And as the grip levels uh, got higher, I found a better setup. Slowly things started to to get better. And yeah, I I didn't... Um, I didn't feel too negative, even though, yeah, it was discouraging. Right, okay. Yeah, that, that, that was always the plan. That, like, the, it was always going to have to be some hard work through the weekend. Uh, and then, I, I, I can't remember which round was the first one you took, TQ. Was it two, three, four? No, I, I finished third in the Q1. Yeah. Actually clashed with a back marker, which cost me some time. And I believe I won Q2, Q3, and Q6. Yeah. So, what what sort of, did you think that the grip was going to improve? Was that something in your plan, or is that something, again, you can't look at at 12? You've got to figure out which way it's going to go. Is that going to gain grip, or it's going to lose grip? Or was it just because of euros the amount of running that was going on you knew it was always going to do that so that was your plan well typically at a carpet event with a temporary track the grip levels always uh rise pretty dramatically especially during the first day so there's a big increase in grip then usually overnight for the second day the grip comes up again and then it's more of a, a slow increase in grip from then on but yeah the, the biggest change in grip is usually from the first uh, day to the second day okay. but yeah I, I was expecting the grip to come up i was actually expecting the overall grip at the event to be a bit lower because i had gotten information that the national they did at the eastbourne venue in january it had pretty low grip because of the temperature in the hall because they actually keep the the door open because we're pitting in the hall next to the to the track. So yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to walk in between and they keep the doors open. So there's cold air coming into the building, which keeps uh, the grip from increasing as much. But they had actually covered um, the tire trimming area, which was in between the two halls, and that way there was not much cold air coming in. So that actually helped the grip to build nicely. Well, you you were all looked like you were all wearing coats and hats. It didn't look a very warm room. It wasn't super warm, but it wasn't cold. I think it was just enough to to build good grip. Okay, so you get your TQ. Oh, sorry, you only ran mod, whereas I'm going to say our boys, Michael and Ollie, ran mod and stop. Correct. That- so. At the venue, we had at the event we had uh, eleven heats. Yeah, where nine heats were stock and two only two heats were modified. So only only 
20, 20 drivers in modified. And some of the top guys, yeah, they actually did both classes, but I did not. Why? Try and focus on one class uh, and try and do as well as possible in, in the one class. Okay. I think, was were, were, were our boys the only one who did that? I didn't see, like, Ollie Jeffries. Did he, was he doing stock and mod? I think Mark. Hoopo um, did both classes as well. Oh, did Hoopo did both? Yeah, there were a few guys. Not only the Schumacher guys. There were a f quite a few guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But now, it, you know, I, I, I'm going to be nice, otherwise, Martin will, uh, not Martin, Michael will shout. Like, mod is the one, isn't it? it it's not, that, that's the one we're all going for. That's what Ollie said two weeks ago. It's all about mod. It's all about mod. It's definitely the most prestigious one, I would say. But there's no, also looking at the times, there's not like a massive, okay. Maybe a second a lap. Maybe that's massive in twelve. But that's it. Doesn't seem to be much of a like a a lap time difference between stock and mod. You know, is the, is is mod much quicker than stock? Uh, well, there's a reason for that basically because mod is actually not open mod. You cannot run any motor that you want. It's um, motor limit at six and a half turn. So it's okay. six and a half turn blinky. Yeah. That's the modified class since the last six years, I would say. So it's not open mod. I mean, probably if it was open mod, we would go a few tons faster. Okay. The cars, the cars will be out of control and hard to drive, which they're already pretty quick. Um, but also we have to take into account that the motors used in stock, they've, they're constantly getting faster. So... Stock is actually not that slow anymore. It's actually pretty fast because the internal resistance of the, the stock motors are getting lower and lower every year. So the the gap between stock and mod is getting smaller every year, basically, I would say. So do you think it might come together? You know, just blue sky thinking for 12. If the stock's getting quicker and your mod's getting, not slower, but could have been quicker... Is there? Is, do you think there's still a place for modern stock at, at the Euros? If you look at the entry count in mod, then no, because clearly oh. nobody wants to run mod. There's only 20 drivers that raced it this year. So sure. I hope that's not the case. But if you look at the statistics, yes, that's what we're going towards. Unfortunately. Oh. Oh, I yeah, see. We all, we always think it goes the other way, but like you, you think in our stupid podcast that we're doing now that actually like mods in in under threat, and you might all have to do stocking three years Absolutely. time. In touring car, there's uh, the same problem. So touring car is actually struggling for entries in modified, not only in Europe but all over the world. I would say. Okay. Yeah, mod uh, is dying. Mod is dying everywhere. Wow. Okay. But, and we we could discuss possible solutions to this problem, but I think that's that that would require another podcast episode because it's a really uh, quite in depth subject. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got TQ, your car number one. 
You got three finals. You, I, you know, you're you're Alexander Hagberg. You're the two times world champion, eight times European champion. Like you think it, yeah, dead easy. This mate, just gonna drive around for however many minutes a twelve final is, and not make any mistakes. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like on paper, right? But <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, rather rather stressful, I would say. Is that is that the main um, thing? Is 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 that it? You, like your car can be slightly off, your tires can be slightly off, your body can be slightly off, but if your head's not right, you've got no chance. Yeah, absolutely. A big part of it is psychology, um, because yeah, if your mind is not in the right place, you're not gonna do well. Uh, first of all, your mind needs to be in the right place then your equipment and when both are in symphony then you can have a good result wow but but you know you just won your first two finals so it's dead easy then it was it was far from easy because yeah. Sorry, mate. um what happened was ollie started second but actually michael ended up being quicker than ollie in the first two finals so he quite quickly overtook him which I had hoped for would take longer because yeah. uh, he, he then he came up close to me already after a few laps in both finals. And I had to basically push at 110% to try to keep him at bay. Um, so you could see, actually, it was really interesting that we were, we were fast at different stages of, of the final because it's an eight-minute race, right? So it's pretty long. Yeah. And often uh, Michael would catch me in the first minute or so, even the first two minutes, but then I would usually be able to pull a gap in the middle part of the run where I felt my car was really strong from the second minute till the sixth minute. That's where I could actually make up some time. And um, yeah, my goal was to try and survive the first minute or two, not let Michael get too close and try to pull away. And hopefully it will be enough to keep him at bay until the end. Um, but in the second final, he didn't give me any chance to to brief because he was close to me the whole final, basically. So I had yeah. to drive um, on the limit the whole final, taking a lot of risk, being close to the boards, etc. While trying to negotiate uh, traffic, slower cars that we came up on. Um, it was very stressful. It was, it was a really fun race, but very stressful. What what one of one of the most enjoyable fight you know, you've been in? I don't. I, I can't even try and work out how many European World A finals you've been in. But like, was it? Will you remember that one because of how close it was and how high you had to drive at one hundred and ten percent all the time? Will it stick in your mind? Oh, absolutely, because I feel that my performance was really good. I mean, probably one of the best finals I've driven. But when I um, tried to judge Michael's performance, it was equally good. So I think we were both really on top of our game and racing it out. And it must have been really nice to watch for the spectators as well. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 watch as much. Co- I said I probably watch more coverage on the Saturday 
because I wasn't doing racing toy cars on the Sunday. Um, but even at, at Southport, outdoors and AstroTurf, um, we did all sort of gather around somebody's iPad to watch the, the, the finals. Um, I'm not being funny, we weren't supporting you, Alex. We was, I was supporting Ollie. That was, that was my, uh, that was my pick. We had plenty to do. Um, so yeah, mate, European <laughs> championships, did you get a couple of days off? Um, yes, you could say that. I mean, I have a race coming up already next weekend, but I didn't work on my cars or anything yesterday or today, but I got some other work to do. So I'm, I'm not really off, but at least I'm home and I'm able to be with my family and stuff. So. And what did you think of Easter? Because I keep saying Eastbourne, I think it was slightly it's more Hastings way. But like, was it a good Euros? Was it like you've been to many of these? You've been to all of these big events. Um, did you enjoy it? The whole atmosphere and did it run really well? Oh, fantastic! I mean, the UK is basically the center of twelve scale racing in Europe. I mean, it's the biggest twelve scale market in Europe. The BRCA knows what they're doing in terms of 12 scale. Uh, so I was expecting uh, a really good event. And especially with Mr. David Spashett being involved, he has a lot of experience about not only racing, but putting on races. So I was expecting something great. And the event, yeah, it was fantastic. Everything was uh, highest level. The club did a great job. The, um, the media coverage was really good. So nothing to complain about, really. I mean, everything was was um, exceptional. You just need to move back to the UK then, Alex, don't you? Forget about your 30 degrees C Portuguese weather. <laughs> yeah, so if, if I was racing 12 scale exclusively, there's no doubt that living in the UK would be the best solution. But... Uh, I also race other classes and have to do other stuff. So, yeah, I guess living in Portugal is a good compromise. Yeah, yeah, it looks awful. Whatever, we'll see pictures, Alex, <laughs> of you or Bruno's houses or whatever, or whatever's going on. Or, you know, I think we had a, quite a few videos last year where we'd see you both go the track and pour Coca Cola on some sort of. <clears throat> on road track in Portugal, you know, we loved all those, mate. It was it was great to see. Um, yeah, yeah. We, That's we, standard we, procedure. Yeah, I, you know, I, it, it, maybe you should try Cherry Pepsi Max, uh, but I'd probably just drink it all. Perhaps, uh, especially if there's a bit of Bacardi in it, that'd definitely be one for me. Um, so race this weekend. Is there a 12th Worlds this year? I should know, but I don't. Yes, we have the 12th scale Worlds, finally, after three years of hiatus, because the last 12th scale Worlds was in Milton Keynes in 2020. Oh, my God. So the next Worlds is going to be in December in Florida at Beachline Raceway. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't oh. mind going to Florida at all. I, I don't mind at all. <laughs> In December, oh yeah. Is it, did you have to explain to the miss? No, no, you can't come. No, it's okay. You stay there. I'll just go to Florida for a week. Uh, she definitely wouldn't mind to come to Orlando. No. 
Oh, mate. So, um, the 12th world, and then for the 12th world, is it mainly Europeans? I don't, I don't think I, I can even name an American 12th driver. So, you know what? 12th scale is actually really big in the US. It's, it's a big class, especially in um, the wintertime and on the East Coast. Right. Um, there's a lot of American 12th scale racers that will sign up for the race, I'm sure. Just like you had a lot of uh, British racers racing at this recent Euros. Yeah. So, yeah, I expect, I expect a lot of Americans to, to sign up, especially for, for the stock class. Okay, so uh, uh, big event, popular event. But uh, uh, do we expect to see the same names who are the top of the Euros to be at the top of the Worlds? I would say that the guys that were at the top and at the Euros, at least in the modified class, they should also be really competitive at the Worlds. Yeah. Okay. But there will be a few more guys in the mix, of course. American, Canadian, Japanese, and so on. Oh, yeah. The fellow I think is the very good American. Uh, I think Ollie was saying he's actually Canadian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Hebert is Canadian. French-Canadian, actually. Yeah, French Canadian. Yeah, well, but I'm not going to make it make any more French Canadian jokes than I've already had done in the past. That don't work. <laughs> don't work. They don't work at all. Uh, it's a totally different type of French to our French friends. So let's not go there. Um, so, Alex, before we like, thanks very much for your time. It's, it's great to catch up. Um, especially after you know it, it's a great it's a great story for us lot for us idiots you know seven-time european champion michael turns up takes that europe euros off you kind of at home and then you know you kind of do the same thing to him now and get win your eighth title um maybe not just your sponsors now like who's who would you like to thank for like having such a great career you mean in general or, or for yeah, this, yeah, or this recent race? Yeah, no, in general, that's it. Sort of more of a general. We all know who your sponsors are. Uh, I mean, it, it all started with my dad. So my dad was the one who got me into racing to begin with. And without him, without his support in my early, early years of racing, I would not be where I am now. So first and foremost, my dad. Right. And yeah, he's definitely the most important person for my RC career. If you look at the the whole picture, yeah, I'm going to say to me, you still look like you're only 27. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's a very nice compliment. I think you need to grow a beard, Alex, or something like that. Um, Maybe get a bit of grey hair, age you. Because I don't, you're not 27 though. You must be like, well, oh, I shouldn't guess. You're like mid 30s? I'm 33 years old. You okay. know, you asked me a few weeks ago. Oh, did you? Sorry, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about that. That's yeah, a, a random I don't know, story. Somebody told you that I was older. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, the, it was the person who does my wiring, who like the person who sold us my car up. And we were just chatting to him. And he's like, no, Alex Hagberg's much older. And I said, no, he's not. He's not. And he's like, well, how are we going to find out? And I'm like, well, kind of a big deal. Do you know what I mean? I'll just ask him. I think it, that'll be fine. And then literally like, oh, yeah, apparently he's 33. I forgot, I forgot about that. It's a great story. Um, 
And when will we see you back in England? Probably in August, if there's an XRS event at Cotswolds. Okay, nice. So I'll be over there racing and um, having some British curry and um, enjoying being back in the UK, hopefully. And and that will be, if that's Cotswolds, that'll be 10th touring car? Yeah, Cotswolds touring car outdoors. Okay. Not a million miles from Martin. Not a million miles away from Martin. Um, but but before we let you go, as we should say, would you like to thank your sponsors specifically because you are now, you know, the European champion again. Would you like to thank your sponsors, Alex? Yeah, of course. I'd like to thank my sponsors. They are X-Ray, uh, the car manufacturer from Slovakia, Hoodie Tools, Hobbywing Speedos and Motors, Nasram Batteries, Sanwa radios and receivers and servos. I also am using Prospect chargers, TQ wire, which they make wires, Avid bearings and ball studs, Hero Seiko screws, um, A Paint, who paints my body shells. Big thanks to him. Milan Sport, which makes accessories, Loxon stickers, Monaco RC for. Um, everything RC that you can buy online. Hot race tires, of course. Hope I didn't forget anyone, but... Batteries. <laughs> you knew batteries. You didn't mention yeah. them, did you? I did. I did. Nostram. Nostram batteries. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I was trying to take them off. Very important. Very, yeah. very important. Yeah. It, 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 we, we haven't really got time, but I did notice that on a, quite a few pictures, Jürgen's not too far away from you at any point. It must be really useful to have that sort of electrical support and things along those lines. Um, Dr. Alex Hagberg, thank you very much for your time. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been great. I think it's the third third or fourth time that I'm on. It's the, it, easily the third or fourth time. You say we only have one rule. It's the Hagberg rule. Uh, and you, you're that good. You sometimes don't even mind when we ignore the Hagberg rule and we speak to other people. Mate, you're a superstar. We love you lots. See you soon. See you, mate. Bye now, bye. Thanks, guys. Bye, bye. Well, that was great. Speaking to the new 12th European champion, Alexander Hagberg. It was also great last week speaking to the world's best ref, John Cockill. And probably, I don't, I think we'll just talk about Robin Hood. Um, first round of the National Guys. Mm, good to be back. You were there with John Cockhill, so come on. Uh, did you both get there Friday? Yeah, yeah, I got there Friday. Just after lunch, Jerry got there a little bit later. Yeah, I think, oh, my Kirby from Southport was the first person there. Friday Not morning. Right. He sent me a he, he sent me a picture of like, where's everybody else, Michael? <laughs> Where is everybody else? But, but again, first national, he had a great time. Good. He enjoyed himself. Good. Um, but more importantly, how did you? Well, okay, I'll ask you the questions. I'm doing this. Some rain on Friday. Some. They, some. Yeah, it was an understatement. It hammered down. Did it? Yes. 
I, I was at work most, well, I was at work Friday, and I don't think it was dry at all whilst I was at work. It was, it was lovely over here. Sunny. Smart. That, that's why I just thought it was a bit weird when I saw some pictures late Friday night of people, you know, regular Robin Hood kind of people, like clearing the track and getting rid of puddles and things along those lines. It was a, it was a surprise for me. But so was it? Oh, it definitely was wet Saturday morning, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they okay. were a lot of track cleaning going on. The crew did mm-hmm. an amazing job to get the track and where it was when we started on it i think there was like the tiniest of puddles in in the big bomb hall it was like just offline it was tiny but the rest of it there was no puddles they did a tremendous job i'm not um i'm not 100 sure if, if uh mr jock uh, hang on i've got the right one luke holds us likely to listen to this but he was um using james's special contraption to sort of get some of rid of some standing water and stuff on the track so he was pushing it back and forth but as he was pulling it backwards he was sloshing half the water back out of the buckets as he was oh. just pushing this contraption up and down i'm like what you make it more of a mess like what are you doing <laughs> everybody avoid that corner because luke's messed it up a few times okay yeah but yeah, yeah. Like, like like martin said the, you know james and uh, steve pierce eugene uh, they they always do do a do a cracking job. Yeah, so. yeah. Let's let's not mention them. We've we've said enough nice things about James and Eugene and Steve. We can just put no, them no, to we, one we side have, now. We have to keep. We always have to keep praising when it's deserved. No, no. It's all about me now, Joe. It's all about me. Okay. Uh, I I'm going to say my first introduction to like the round one of the nationals. Was I just like set the entire tone for me? Was the like during Raceway One's track walk video for two wheel drive? You can just hear Muzz shout for Mark Anthony Jones to be the only person who hadn't booked in uh-huh. in the morning. And I'm thinking, nothing's changed there, mate. Nothing's changed. Um, so two wheel drive, it's damp. I'm assuming we're going out, but wet cars or dry cars, wet tires. Whereabouts were we? Um, wet tires in practice, really. And round one, uh, round two, hmm. I think some used silvers on the back and yellows on the front, okay. and then round three, I think most of us had gone to yellows, okay. That's, that sounds about right for you, Joe. Um, well, I don't have the luxury of a of a wet car, hmm. so I had as close to a wet car as I could get. Um, but yeah, it was pr- I pretty much ran silvers up until it was dry enough to put yellows on. Okay. Nice, nice. But we also then kept ball diffs in as well. Yeah, I, I, even, I when it, have... even when it was dry. Yeah, I, I, I always find like I think I've always run a ball diff at Robin Hood in the dry anyway, because of the bumpiness. Um, yeah, some do. I I flick between their ball diff and gear diff with four gears in it, depending okay. on what, depending on what the grip's doing and how the layout is. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. 
I, I don't make those decisions. So, like, um, I think Martin had a good practice. Joey struggled a bit. What, what you, we haven't got we haven't got hours to go through this. Like, what was your overall views of two wheel drive? Did you enjoy the track? It, it looked different. It looked different from many other Robin Hood tracks I've seen. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know about what Jerry thinks. I, I enjoyed both tracks both days. So yeah, they were fine. Um, yeah, I, en- I enjoyed both layouts. They, they were definitely different to things that we've run previously at Robin Hood. I mean, we didn't normally. When you think of a track at Robin Hood, you always think the the step up in the in the back in well the bottom left corner closest mm-hmm. to the rostrum that wasn't used on both days, um, which I thought was a nice sort of change. Um, I definitely, like I said, I preferred the two-wheel drive layout than the four-wheel drive, which for me is strange. Um, but yeah, again, two two well-presented layouts, both both equally as challenging as as each other. So, I would only yeah. say challenging, challenging to go fast, challenging to keep it clean. You had you had many issues, Joey. Can we chat about one of them? Um, yeah, definitely um, keeping consistent. Um, but yeah, lack, yeah, lack like of practice, say, Joe. Two or drive, possibly. Um, yeah, I'd, everybody knows I'm not a massive advocate for two or drive, especially in the wet. Um, it's probably my own fault. Maybe I should do more two or driving outdoor winter. Sort of stuff, but um, I had I've had plenty of four drive practice. I'd say we obviously we had the the Brad Cup two weeks before, um, and obviously I only ran four drive then. So I don't know. It's okay, Joe. You, you don't need to have all the answers, mate. You know, <laughs> you don't need to have all the answers. It's not like you're the emperor of everything. You need to know mm-hmm. all the answers. So emperor of everything, you had a pretty good weekend, didn't you? Yeah, as I've said many times on this podcast, your your plan is to always get for myself at my caliber of crapness is to get the other side of the second leg of the A, mm-hmm. and did it both days. Which I funny, I looked back through some results, and I haven't done that for many few years. So, um, and in four wheel drive, it's no, no we're not gonna sugarcoat it are we Joey last year it was a little bit easier to do that because there was less people you know we had 12 heats on Sunday where last year we were getting 9 10 heats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we got more people so um, to get an even better result in the four wheel drive on the on the Sunday was yeah it was it was really good and and I think a lot of that the 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 event went so well you could just switch off and race and it it was it was great you know the the only thing i've got like like in my notes is what did you do to joey's car on saturday morning sunday morning okay so sunday morning we had practice we went in round one mm-hmm. and, um round two I, I i had the 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 ros rear only slipper that schumacher do fitted to the four-wheel drive and joey didn't have it in and joey followed me around and i just my car was straightening up and just getting away a little bit quicker than his. So Jerry says, can you put the Ros in? And it is, it is fairly easy if you've done it a few times, like all things. So I wanted to try and be helpful. So I said, yeah, 
you know, I'll put it in for you. So, and it's only three minute practice, so you, you got to kind of crack on with it. So we're cracking on. Um, Jerry doing typical Jerry that doesn't listen, like start stripping bits of the car apart. Didn't need to be. Oh right, okay. Anyway, but that didn't matter. That's Hang no, on. All I took off was the. Uh, didn't need to. The 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 stiffeners the top deck. Anyway, so. Have, have you had a technical question? Because you mentioned top six. Have you got S2 front top decks? I do. Jerry does. I don't. Yeah. Me and you, Joey, second class citizens. Mm. Mm. Carry on, Martin. So, um, stripping it all down, doing it all. Got it all back together. Quite proud of myself. Got plenty of time to go. And the, the, the rear and your slipper, you just want to check. Because you with it you tighten the slipper up quite a bit and loosen the the nut that would be for your fab it's now for your rear only slipper loose so i so said bring car rear and and you need to take some brake off because it, if if you leave the brake high it's a, it can be a little bit uh, endo-y it's a bit aggressive so okay. um so i said bring it over and <laughs> turn it on the fan comes on give us a throttle joey nothing absolutely nothing Oh my god! Steering, absolutely nothing. So I'm looking, and I can't think what's wrong with this. You know, unplugging receiver, all that video on and off. Looking up at the the scoreboard at Robin Hood, we got what three heats to go before we're up, Jerry. Mm, yeah, about that. Yeah. I then look and realise this absolute idiot has uh, squeezed and pinched the. ESC receiver wire underneath the um, like motor mount, splitting the wire in half. Oh my god, no! Yeah, just before second round of practice. I should know this, Joey, because I, I pretend to be your friend. Does that mean you didn't have a second go at practice? Not, well, not in my actual, you know, heat. Um, I did go out in the toppy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I've seen that before. We used to do that. Like I've yeah. seen that at nationals. If mm. you miss, just go into a further one. Yeah. Did so. So, if you were in the top heat of practice at the yeah. national in forward, mm. did those did did they accept you, Joe? Did they? Did any? I, I, I'm thinking. Like, did Ben Smith pick on you? Did. Jamie Hall, look after you. Come on, what was it like being a superstar for four I'd like, minutes? I'd like to point out the only person that lapped me was Greggy. Yeah, okay. I, I did watch. That was right. Okay. And I, 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 well, I, made, I made it too easy for him. I should have made him suffer a little bit. But I, I would like to add, I did offer to Jerry to take my car out in practice if we hadn't got it fixed. But we I got told it fixed. Him, I told him to bugger off. Yes, the least he could do, Jeff. I'm not being funny. Well, yeah, but he I, needs, he needed the practice as much as I did, and you know, not going to ruin his. Well, not going to ruin his practice one as well. I I was rather angry with myself anyway. Okay, a lot, of, a lot of swearing and and. But we got it fixed. Resoldered yep. the wires. Happy days. Oh, whilst we're on the subject, you've realised you'd left your soldering iron on all day. No, I didn't. <laughs> It was unplugged, but it was just shoved under the bag, so it didn't. No, no, no! You'd left it plugged in. Oh well. 
Because Mick, Mick Loss came over to speak to Jim Dixon about something. Oh, no, excellent. He burned himself on it. I'd, I'm not quite sure how they under, how they got to the point that it was still on, but I was like, probably best to unplug that. Yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. I'm, I'm 100% sure James Halliwell doesn't listen. So we'll be fine. But his electricity bill is a million pounds. Yeah. He'll know why it was my soldering iron. It, yeah, <laughs> it's his soldering iron. Um, we should just... Yeah. So, like, you enjoyed it. It was great seeing all the people that you haven't seen uh, from the mm-hmm. outside watching. But I did check to see there was 120 drivers in four-wheel drive. Yeah. And there was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, two, in two-wheel drive, every everybody turned up. No reserves got in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw that. I heard that on the Raceway 1. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's obviously devastating for the, for the reserves, especially those that had travelled. But then it, uh, again, no disrespect to those guys, but it, it's also a good thing because it just shows how popular it is. Oh, yeah. That's like... A reserve of 27 is not really 27, is it? Because, like, you can tell you the person who's second on that list that they're in, but if they haven't planned it, they're not coming. Do you know what I mean? It it, it just looked good. So, as the, like, the emperor of everything, as Joey, you know, the unofficial best friend, well, officially best friend of the emperor of everything, um, how do you feel like it went, like, as a, as a round one of the 2023 National Series. Obviously, Craggy TQing and winning uh, two-wheel drive, dream start mm. for him. Anything else? He, he, did, he didn't have it so easy, though. No, Jamie didn't. Jamie had Jamie, his... Was that Jamie, Jamie's best result ever? Potentially, yes. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. I did... Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> It wasn't a name I would have thought to be in contention of winning, but he managed to just uh, just keep digging yourself. Out. I, I'm going to no, no, no. I, 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 I wind the both of them up because you know I see myself talk and to them. myself and Dan in Jamie and Tommy, but just faster Dan. and better Dan, looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but Dan, Dan used to be faster than I was. Mm-hmm. And then probably still is. Ne- no, he's lost it now. And obviously, you know, Jamie Tommy's slightly faster than Jamie, but obviously this this weekend, Jamie sort of came out a little bit more and just went, "I'm the dominant brother in this one." I'm gonna hex Jamie straight away. I always said, like, I'm sure there's a recording of me two years ago saying, "I think Jamie's got a better chance of." Winning a like a like a worlds or something, just because of like there's gonna just less expectations on Jamie, like idiots like me. That's my idiots like me line. This is just less expectation on Jamie going forward now. Um, there was a great little inter- like one minute interview that we shared on our Facebook page that Raceway One did. Thank you very much for the coverage, William. Like and, and Craggy says it himself. You know, they're the two things you take away from that minute one. He thought Jamie should win because he was just super quick all mm. all, all day, 
but like Craggy also exercised a few de a few demons for what he thinks is a, like a poor result in the Euros. Um, any national updates? Is there any things that happened that will happen at round two? Any changes? Anything along those lines? We changed the practice martial procedure. So usually we lean on the clubs to provide practice martials, and we decided it. Well, it was an idea that um, I think it was Steve Pierce, Eugene, and a couple others come up with was, well, let's see if the racer will go and marshal. And the kind of the thinking behind it was, A, it's less pressure on the clubs to get more volunteers just, you know, to come for an hour in the morning to help referee. Uh, oh, sorry, referee, um, marshal. And yep. the other thing was usually uh, if we have eight or nine marshals around the track and you crash in practice, you're going to get marshaled quicker. And to be fair, uh, it, it, if you didn't marshal, we, we can't give you a penalty. It's written in the rules that you can't have a penalty because it's not an official racing session. Um, so that's fine. You know, we said to anyone, if you, you know, if you snapped your chassis in half and had to go back to the pits because you're on your own, you haven't got mechanic, you know, just tell Muzz and go and do it. Um, but nobody moaned. The few comments I actually got was it was better because they crashed and got marshaled quicker. So um, that was kind of the only big, big change. Wow. Well, that is a big change. You know, everybody was well behaved, weren't they, Joey? No one got yeah. turning off, did they, Joey? No, not at all. No, I don't know who. No, I don't know who no. would get told off. No, exactly. Um, so I'm yeah, guessing. No. I'm guessing Joey got told off. I'm not saying anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, tell stories about my my best mate there. But beep beep. Yeah. Pain in the ass on the rostrum all day, but you know. Oh no way, Joe! You set such high standards. Exactly. I know. I I I, I've, I said it to to the boys in group chat earlier that I definitely let myself down a little bit this weekend. But yeah, I, I I did take a bit of a bollocking. He did. So you know, if anyone thinks Joey gets any favours because his dad's a ref, I can tell you, having to listen to that bollocking, he certainly don't get any because he got a bollocking. Yeah. So those who think just because my old man is head referee, I don't get any sweet deals or sweet favours or free passes, okay. I get extra shafted because well, that's just how it is. Well, I'm not people nobody thinks you get any advantages, Joe. Because oh no, no, there have been people in the past have said I get extra favors and stuff. So, well, those people must be idiots, idiots. Um, but, but guys, it sounds like an amazing round one. Yeah, no, uh, it's very good. It was good. It's uh, it's good. Good nationals are back in in full swing and full. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the uh, the schedule didn't play to everyone's advantage but that's just how it is um okay and it's good, where's round good two back outdoors where's round Where, two where's round two i yeah. have no idea anyone want to tell me i don't know i'm not going i'm staying out is it at lady hill lady hill well is that the opposite of men dip um could, yeah could suppose. lady hill yeah. Uh, so it round two, Mendip. Um, 
you know, if anyone doesn't know, I'm going to say that's Martin home. It is Martin's home track. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm not. You know, yeah, that is that is my home track. That's so, not that's not why it got a national. I would quite easily, if anyone would like to see the minutes of that meeting, I was 100. Please, let's not go there for a national. No, because but, I've seen the amount of work you've had to do. Amazing, exactly. really good. But but all the other people in the room really enjoyed the venue. I mean, it, as I've said, I said it to a couple of people the weekend, and you've both been there enough. It's one of those places, the track in the pictures looks big. You get there and you think, well, this looks a bit small. Mm. like the pictures. And then you race on it, and it's like, hmm, this is a bit weird. It feels like a big track. It's obviously going to yeah. feel a little bit bigger now because it is about 12 meters longer now. So it is going to feel a little bit bigger and I'm sure the lap times will show in that, but um, yeah, it's a lot of work going on. I mean, it's an old school kind of rolly hilly track. No, look, no issues. Um, And I'm I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have announced some practice days. We, um, Mendip have a rule that they don't do private team bookings. Right, okay. So they're going to do, and obviously if you join as a member there, you can go whenever you want. Um, but Ryan said, well, you, you can't practice there unless you're a member. They're going to do, uh, I think it's four practice days, which okay. like I said, will have been announced by now. Um, and I think we're going to race, they're going to announce a, an extra race meeting. So there'll be plenty of opportunities for people if they want to make the effort to get there and run around it Mate, awesome absolutely I'll be, awesome I'll, I'll, I'll be living there in my little tent but i don't think I you should i am not being funny you should the box wouldn't you yeah exactly i, I just don't think you you need any more time around it no well i do because different it's kind of a different track now different straight oh yeah suppose yeah i've done some reprofiling so I, I think home advantage is no. I I'm still a player of home advantage. Isn't you know the, you do know where the bumps and things are, but I think it's in the head. You feel more relaxed when you race at home. I was going to say the only it's, thing it's hard to is a when, buffet. It's but, hard um, to compete when people cut your speed, wise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you how jealous that's, must that's you the, be? That's, that's the only way Martin could beat me. He's cut the speed, wise. That's right. But Joe, generally, Evans great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looked good. Mm. Coverage from race one was excellent. Uh, I thought the coverage of the twelve euros from DDRC was really good as well. Um, but Robin Hood looked good, busy. You know, lots of things going on. We're super lucky that uh, let's carry on. It's amazing. Uh, let's move on to let, let, let's look on to round two in a few weeks' time. I don't. I'd, I'd like. I'd like to see. I know people get the mentality of oh, I've not done very well, and and they, and they fall by the wayside and can't be bothered to do the next three or two rounds. But it'd be just nice to see. Are you pulling out, are you, Jerry? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Us. I'd just like to see. All six rounds full. Yeah, that'd be nice. If we can get to it, we don't want, you know, 
you know, people like Mark Anthony Jones and stuff have been screwed in the past by people not completing all four rounds or. Oh, you know. <gasps> yeah. My favorite racer so, we shouldn't name. It'd be nice to see the series complete. Obviously, I know things get in the way of family, you know, illness, whatever, you know, but it'd be nice. Joey to doesn't see care. Every Joey six just wants. Four. Yeah. Joey's made some quite inflammatory statements to the eighth section about nationals being full. So if you don't, <laughs> if, if you don't want Joey being picked oh, on, yeah. but yeah, Mel, yeah, you remember that, but yeah. Nitro is not the glory, Mr. Keenan. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, Joey's in the made, UK anyway, clearly. Literally, yeah, so Joey's made some quite inflammatory statements towards the eighth section. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe, maybe eight's going to need a tire roll. Maybe that'll uh, improve numbers and uh, consistency. What? I, 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 we haven't got time for that, but, you know, literally, people who haven't got tire rolls want tire rolls, and people who have got tire rolls, some crazy people don't want them. So yeah. I'm sure, well, I'd like to say we'll talk about that next week with whoever our guest is, but I'm not being funny. I've got no idea who that is. Um, Standard. Anyway, the, pre- the Premier Class is this coming weekend. That's all you need to the, remember. The Premier Class is this coming. Wait, oh, Micro's got... back. Oh, God. So have, <laughs> you got, have, you got a, have you got a truck national at Mendip this weekend? I don't know. I'm not going, so no idea. Well, I could go because I dominated trucks at Southport, Joe. You would have been so proud of me. Yeah, but I also then saw that the picture of you not being able to put a ball cut back on. Even was it associated? Aren't they like pretty easy to put back on? No, actually, while it was a lay down, it was an LD two. Uh, oh, Joey. I'll, okay, I'll let you off maybe then because they are quite quite stiff. But, but it popped off. Okay, I'm not being funny. We, we don't need we can talk about this more because, Joey, have you realised that's going to be on YouTube? Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the thing. No, I'm but, not going to watch that, it. But no, but you might watch the video because I think, because if you think about the guy who does that, Paul Fulton RC on YouTube, please check him out. Like, he's got that camera on his head. So it's during the practice or the warm-up lap that he breaks. I then spend some time trying to fix it. I then walk over to that child to see if he can fix it. And then I go walk over to somebody else and then finally find a grown man with proper hands who fixes it. So, like, it could be like, I'm not being funny, it's going to be go for, you know, someone who's like a big deal like myself, not being able to pull a. So, basically, what you're saying is that this week I've learned that both you and Ryan Clark are both fairies. Oh, couldn't he put a ball cup on? Well, no, he couldn't glue tyres without cutting his fingers. And me and, there's me and Thompson talking about sticking our hands in diesel injectors and generators and shit. So we're okay. clearly manly, manly men, and you and Ryan are clearly lady proper, boys. Prop, I would say proper jobs, which don't no. involve physical effort. That's all. Ryan that's just us. sells warehouses to Arabs. That's all I ever seem to think he does. Yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, he doesn't dig the holes himself. So, Truck National this weekend at Mendip. I dominated trucks, uh, J-Camps, Ops, Swaggers, and Pin Downs. Um, I did that. We've got the slightly less busy Northwest Regional this Sunday at Southport. Martin, don't get upset, but I think we're down to 13 heats. Nice. But that's because, like, a few people even came up to us on Sunday going, I'm thinking of booking in for next week. And I'm like, you've not been racing all year? Yeah. Thinking of coming next week? And I'm like, it's the regional. Does that matter? And I go, 14 heats. And they go, I might come the week after. 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we did put something on Facebook this today. Today we Tuesday. Regarding, we have had some noise complaints at Southport. Um, so we just won't be running an early tannoy or something along those lines. Or my, I'm going to say it's my team if things don't go right. My team are already working on solutions to make sure we're fine. Um, having a tannoy system broadcasting beeps around Southport is probably what we, we don't need to do anymore. Um, so we'll work on that. Um, was there anything else we'd like to speak about before Martin thanks his national sponsors? That was not a rhetorical question, kids. Oh, well, I'm just meant to say, no, there's nothing to talk about. Well, if you could say it, that's a good thing. Well, I'm just checking my list to see if I've got anything to chat about. I don't think I'm so. Sure. I think you do. Why have I got something to talk about? I don't know. I mean, this is probably this is probably going to come out too late, but there is obviously uh, a meeting at Bingham Model Raceway for the Schumacher Challenge. Yes. So, any, there anyone is. who has an old or new Schumacher car, get booked in. Yeah. Obviously, this probably comes out on Friday, so you've literally got only a couple of hours to do it. But you can yeah. you can probably do that, yeah. Get yeah, that done. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else. Um, if just I'd just like to point out for just random people who listen that if anybody else wants to run a raffle so I can go to America, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, Keenan's loving that, isn't he? I'm not being funny. Why? Why are we fart arsing around? And then he said a really rude word. Then why are we fart arsing around, like doing anything when we could just hold a raffle and go to America? Sounds like a yeah, bargain. Well, I've got an even better idea here. We cool. somehow get enough money from all the lovely listeners we have, and mm-hmm. me and Aiden can follow Martin to the worlds, and we can do podcast live from worlds. Yeah, I don't think that's. I, 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 I don't think we're that good, Joe. Um, well, Hagberg thinks we are. He's just he's just the politest man in our scene. He's just ticking boxes, isn't he? Kill him with he's kindness. Just, Kill he's them just, with kindness. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm i going to say Alex will listen, but I'd like very um, great invite. It's one of those things, like he's just won the Euros, right? He's mm. just got back, you know, his Euro champion, Euro title after not having it for a year, after having it for all those years beforehand. And I'm like, well, we, we'll have you on, but you might get a better offer. You know what I mean? But clearly he didn't. That's why it turns up here. Um, so Southport Regional, Truck National, Bingham for Schumacher, uh, Schumacher Old New uh, Challenge. Those are the important bits. I think that's it. We oh, do you know who we sh- if we did have a raffle to raise some money so I could go to America, we definitely have prizes from our sponsor, Composite Kit, wouldn't we? We definitely all have hats from Composite Kit. If you'd like some carbon fibre from Composite Kit, go to www.compositekit. I don't even know the website. Is it .com or .co.uk? .com. .com. 
please check out. And if you use the XLAP RC podcast, you will get a small discount. Not that you deserve a discount because it's Kit Jones. Just pay him more money to do even nicer carbon fiber things. It was great. Martin, before we go, would you like to read out all the people who sponsored the 10th Nationals this weekend? I can do, but before I do that, I'd actually like to thank some other people. Oh, go on then. Wow. God, you say it like that, like it's the baddest thing in the world. Well, I don't know who you're going to thank, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's like some nice people. But go away, you go. You're hoping it's some nice people. I only I only deal with nice people. All the people that go to nationals are nice. Okay. All our racers are nice. They were all very well behaved. Yep. They set a great example. So, you know, I don't know where you go racing, but at nationals, it's a laugh and everybody is nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I want to thank Muzz, John Cockhill, Tony Avoca, Chris Bowden, Paul Lansko, my BRCA team for doing just an awesome job this weekend. They all played a part in doing something, getting it done, and also Eugene Galley and Stephen Pierce. So those are the people I want to thank. And then our national sponsors I'd like to thank, which were Schumacher Racing, MB Models, Model Sport UK, FF Racing, Slough Electric Model Car Spares, Rude Bits and Serpent, RC Octane, Inside Line Models, Model Hobby, Screws for RC, CML Distribution, Team Associated, and Wheel Speed. They all gave some amazing prizes. Well done, mate. Well done. Like, like a pro. One of our... Just trying to think. I think Reese Ward won a prize. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He won some super drivers. Excellent. Um, Michael Kirby from Southport uh, won his final in four wheel drive um, and won a prize. Um, and um, not that anyone really listens. And Mark Christopher got a penalty at the end. So he did, yeah. So, mm. you know, what an idea. I have no idea what that is. I just read that on Facebook, but what an ideal way to end a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, the man who gives other penalties out, proper penalties out, gets that yeah. sorted. It was great speaking to Alexander Hagberg today. It was amazing speaking to the world's best ref last week. I've nearly forgotten, but that's reminded me. Martin, are you any of your friends or any of your close relatives currently the president of IFMA? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Please like and Whoa, share. hang on. Hang on. He, he said that with a bit of like vagueness. Well, yeah. guys, you didn't know that. Like, during the break that we have between guests and this bit, we did check the IFMA website to see if it had been updated. It still says Jeff Parker at the bottom. Um, please like and share this podcast please like and share all the podcasts please check out the fact that Race Like a Girl's refueling video has currently got 238 million views on YouTube and Supercar Blondie has just shared a, um, one of um, our great friends Nick Wallet's Wally Build kind of 
refuel and video as well. So these are the things we need to get it get involved in. Um, help out your local club, turn up and paint something. Help out your local club when we've got a national on. Be like Martin and just change the rules so I don't need to get seven people there at half seven in the morning to martial practice. Uh, I didn't, didn't change a rule because there was no rule for it. There was no rule for it. Oh, so you just got to get that right. There was no rule. There's no rule. I'm not being funny. What are the people? What are we going to do with Southport? Because we're obviously we're the best club at doing that. We turn up with more people. We, we, like, well, now you got now you got can't use a talent anymore. They're going to be running around telling Mark Anthony Jones to come and book in. Oh God, no, that's a good point. Yeah, we'll literally have one to one support for Mark yeah. Anthony Jones. Yeah. Maybe just, he should pit, maybe he should be pitting in race control because then Musk can just turn around and tell him. Oh yeah, that'd be a bit harsh on boards. I think what we'll do is we've got so many spare people at Southport. I will literally tie a piece of string to Mark Anthony Jones, and any time <laughs> we need him, we just pull the string. No, hang on, one better. What about one of those electric dog tags that oh. zaps the dog when it barks? <laughs> it's a bit hardcore, but I like it. <laughs> hey. hey. It might keep it warm. It might. It could keep it warm. That is true. The only that. guy I've ever seen wear like a woolly hat and a turtleneck in a, in a heat wave. But there we go. As I'm oh. taking clothes off, he's putting clothes on in heat waves. Oh, yeah. there, it, there is something. Now, I got to remember who I made. I made a bet with someone the weekend. Yeah. And I told him I would talk about it on this podcast. Go then. And I shook their hand, and now I've got to remember who I made the bet with. And I can't remember if Joey was there. Who did I make a bet with? I'll tell you the bet, and then I'll try and remember who it was. Go on. So basically, this person, we were talking about uh, how we're going to do it, mend it. And... Oh, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Can you remember? I can remember the bet. Okay, anyway, I'll talk about the bet. The bet is, and this is the stupidest thing I've ever said, if I make a B-final at Mendip, I would race topless. Was it Bowden? No, it was someone important. Bowden's not stupid. You're not going to make a B-final. What's your highest final you ever made at National? C. A C? Yeah. C what? Uh, two. When was that? Clearly, when nationals weren't busy, uh, it was full. Actually, it was four wheel drive, and it was at Eden Park in 2018. I'm not being funny. I looked at some people's. I don't know why I haven't got screenshots of like the results of like Callum <clears throat> and Spips and those guys, and look at some of those B's and C finals. You know, I, what's Peter's first name? Matthew. Yeah. You know, was Matthew Peters like one place away from getting his first National A final this weekend? Yep, one yeah. point away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matthew, don't ask Dev to see what the messages I sent to Luke Holdsworth when you didn't make it, but, you know, we noticed these. Did Charlie Saunders have his best national result ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just these shows. So, like, Maybe I should take that bet, Martin, because I don't think you'd in the nicest possible way, mate. Oh, I, I, I don't think I will. That's why I took it. I suppose it's the opposite of what happens at Zoom when you're choked in it. 
Yeah, but then I made up for that the F2s because I clearly didn't choke there. There's nobody at the F2s. Oh, so you didn't win, did you? I think I think Martin can have a really good result, you know. If, Mate, other, you know, other side of the second leg of the A, that's all I care about. Apart from that's that, F2 territory. That's anything, all we care. After, anything after that's a bonus. Are there any reserves? Do you know how many reserves are in for Mendip two-wheel drive? I'm going to be honest with you. I know um, absolutely nothing of what's going on at Mendip entry-wise. That's that, that's actually really good, you know. That's part of the, the the good thing that's happening with like the ten section. Don't listen to this, Martin. Like, not one person should know everything. No, do you know what I mean? It should be a team effort going yeah, it forward. Yeah, yep. it's it's looking good. Um, I think we said goodbye and sponsors maybe ten minutes ago, but I would yes. like to point out that I listened to, um. The No Name RC podcast and Scotty Ernst was on it. Yeah, I did that today too. Really good. Yeah. Um, I've not listened Ooh. to anything from Action RC because he's had a bit of a break, but we'll wait, but is it Scott? Scott to come back and do those? Yeah, he's, he said he's got a world champion coming on, so I don't know who that'll be. We've just had a double world champion on. Mm. Come on, Scott. Pull your finger out. That, um, um that that little segue from uh, No Name RC podcast with Scotty on leads uh, to a thing I'd just like to quickly highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Hood is hosting the Scotty Ernst meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I shouldn't have to say this, but get booked in. Yeah, made by Carlton. Excuse me, excuse me. Are you going to be there, Joey? Yes. Are you going to be there, Martin? Unfortunately, not. No. No, it's my wife's parents' 50th wedding anniversary, and I got oh. told you ain't going. And I, I, I was, was going to sit there and think that would be like the one time where us three are all going to be together. Just texting Sarah now. Huh. Yeah, but yeah, Joey, knowing you, you're probably texting Sarah. Oh, can I come as well? Um, <laughs> not trying to get Martin out of it. Okay, well, anyway, me and Joe will be there. It'll be a great event. It's a good point, Joey. Uh, nobody knows the name. I'm sure we'll see some posters. I was actually, we were actually going to get Scotty Ernst on, but he was on No Name RC podcast this week. So we're going to have to leave that a week or two. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Literally, thanks very much. We've had a really good second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to thank everybody again for all of the cool things. And we will see you all next week with a guest. That's all the information. With a guest. Okay. With a guest. That will be as good as we get. Okay. Um, Cheers, kids. Speak to you all next week. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.